0: Episode 79, Moon, P. Jug and Hobbs. And I wish this were live on video because, you know, with the time change and all that, it gets dark really early. And I have a light on my desk near my laptop.
1: It looks like you're holding a flashlight under your chin like we used to do as kids when you're telling this story like. <laughs>
0: oh man it does just look awful but that's the way we're <laughs> starting the show anyway uh and, and you know hobbs just had an interview and you what happened there
1: uh yeah i did i had a I had a job interview for a promotion at my employer and i think it went i think it went pretty well they're supposed to take an hour and we were on the phone for about an hour and 20 minutes or that means i completely blew it and i talked too much i'm not sure
0: why don't you ask me some of the questions you were asking the interview and I'll see if I could maybe do your job. Here we go.
1: All right. Describe for us a situation where you motivated an unmotivated team member.
0: You know, I had an employee that was underperforming and she came to work on time. There were so many things she did right, but she just didn't seem to have the extra oof that she needed to put her over the top. Mm -hmm. And so we had a meeting. I had a nice pizza buffet. Right. And that got her attention right away.
1: Okay, tell me what really happened. (laughs)
0: Uh, So when she came into the meeting, uh, I said to her, you know something, have you any goals in your life? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything that you'd like to achieve? Or places that you'd like to go, maybe on vacation? And, of course, she answered yes. And I said, well, you want a trip to Hawaii? And she said, God, who wouldn't want a trip to Hawaii? And so I said, here's what I'm going to do for you, okay? This is the number that I need you to hit in the next 60 days. If you can hit that number, I'm going to give you a companion fare on delta airlines <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> right and it just snapped her head she started working real hard the sure. next thing i know she's on her way to the airport and she's out of here during the winter time uh i think that you can be bought
1: yeah i was gonna say i think part of the question was to do it without purchasing a trip to hawaii or <laughs> the the employee who is feeling grumpy like oh, okay. was, i think it was more <laughs>
0: <laughs> but
1: that would work dude
0: well and on the last episode of moon p jug and Hobbs, uh you know i've never been able to compensate Hobbs for being on this thing every week and so i offered her a companion fare on delta uh the confirmation code i gave her won't work so we're back to square one now i gotta try to motivate you Without having any compensation again. I think
1: this is how you are motivating me. You're just dangling the carrot is what's happening right oh now. God. Yeah, Maybe. you're like sending me this confirmation. I can't quite book it. Next, you're going to ask me for money. You're going to be like, oh, you know what it is? My credit card's not working. Send me that. I'm also an error prince.
0: It's a very detailed phishing lure.
1: This is a really long con because I've known you for like, you know, <laughs> 10 years. This is the longest con ever.
0: Ooh, two questions with Putin. Can we do oh. that real quick?
1: Yeah, you want
0: to do it early? Yeah, let's do it early, because I got one. Who's your favorite Saturday Night Live host? Oh. Because I'm sure he watches Saturday Night Live. Everybody has at one point in their life. People, I think, pull away from SNL for a while if they don't dig the cast, and then they might come back. The new season, they had a whole bunch of changes, and I can feel the difference. It's fresher. It's just different. If you look back, I mean, there are people and stars that over the years have been on multiple times.
1: Alec Baldwin, I know, is up there. I think at one point he had the record for the most.
0: Here, let's ask Google. Okay. Who's hosted Saturday Night Live the most times? After Alec Baldwin holds the record for most times hosting, having done 17 times since 1990. Mm -hmm. Second question with Putin. Which do you choose? daylight savings time or not i really hate it when it's dark at 4 30 in the afternoon he looks awfully pale you think he ever goes outside
1: yeah there's probably a courtyard or something
0: yep because i am not in favor of this i'm sitting here looking at it is we're recording this by the way at about five o'clock in the afternoon
1: Yeah. And I'm the opposite. I love it. I'm glad it's here. I'm sick of sunshine. I'm over it. I hate the pressure. I want everybody in their house. I want to wear, you know, clothes that have no shape for the next six months. I'm excited. I want to sleep and not feel guilty.
0: All right. So now you know how I feel. Let's get to Hobbes. Two questions with Putin.
1: I'm not sure if we've asked this one or not, but I really do want to know the answer to this. Has he had any quote unquote work done.
0: Ooh, like plastic surgery?
1: Well, I don't think he would go plastic surgery, but I could see him maybe getting a little filler, maybe a little Botox. You know, he's very stressed in the forehead. And then when you see the pictures of him, he doesn't look that stressed. The The, the forehead actually looks pretty
0: good. For me, I will never forget it. I wanted to get an eye lift. You know, my lids were drooping. And I'm thinking to myself, man, let me see what it would cost to do that. And I go into a doctor and they're like, oh, no, insurance will pay for that. And I'm like, really? And they said, yeah, if it affects your vision. And so I went on YouTube and I took a vision test and I watched it. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I probably get this paid for. So then I went to the surgeon and I said, you know something, while you're there, Mm -hmm. why don't you go ahead and do the lowers too? She's like, "Okay, fine. We set up the appointment for the surgery. I went to my boss. I told him I was having surgery and I needed the day off. Mm -hmm. And he said, that's cosmetic. You can't have the day off for cosmetic surgery. You have to take a day off. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, for the love of God, it's medical. Our insurance that the company has pays for this. He's like, it's cosmetic. You can't have the day off. I'm like, fine. So I went in and I did it then i went to work Oh God! Uh, the picture that i could show you of that day looked like probably the biggest nfl player in history took both his knees and his elbows and tried oh. to take out my eyeballs oh god i had so much black eye problems i look like <laughs> and so i go into the radio station and who's there john Androsic from five for fighting to do an interview and i'm
1: fighting that's ironic
0: (laughs) i have sunglasses on (laughs) and he says he goes oh are you that cool you got to wear your sunglasses inside the daytime i pulled my glasses off and it completely (laughs) screwed him up oh my god dude what happened i said i just had surgery he's like really you should have come in i go i know so guess what day of the, of the year it is that this happens. What April 1st, which is April fool's day. So I go into the studio and I get this idea and I have someone take a picture of me looking like that post it on the website. And then I go on the air and I say, you'll never believe what happened. I was driving down Cedar Avenue in Apple Valley, Minnesota, And I saw a car next to me. And in that car, I could see that a child had gotten out of his car seat. And so I rolled down my window and I yelled over to the dad, hey, your kids got out of his car seat. And during the red light, the guy came over and he beat me. So then people go to the website and they start calling in. Oh, my God. What was the license plate? Do you have a description of the car? I mean, the police are calling, right?
1: You have no bounds. You have no bounds, though, when it comes to painting yourself as the victim. You do realize that, like, (laughs) I was trying to save a child's life.
0: So what's your next question?
1: What's your favorite body part?
0: For me, I got to go with my thumb.
1: You like your thumb. Which one? Do you have a preference? Left. Left thumb. All right. Yep, and how yep. is it superior to the right thumb?
0: I don't know about you. In the wintertime, you know, there's less humidity in the air. It gets very dry here. Yep. And with that comes these stalagmite boogers, <laughs> right? Is it stalactite or stalagmite?
1: Um. Well, if it's growing from the the floor of the cave up, it depends. If it's growing from the top of the cave down, it's one. And if it's going from the bottom of the cave up, it's another one. I think the mites are down and the tights are up, or maybe it's the other way.
0: Okay. Well, and you don't want to see anybody if you got one of those, you know, growing. And that left thumb... I mean, you could do either side with, with the thumb, with one thumb. Sure. You don't have to just go left, left. You can, you can dig in the right nostril with the left thumb. Try it. (laughs) I'll be damned. Since you do stand up, how would you feel if somebody played your whole set on a podcast? Because this has been broadcast. I mean, I don't think there's any, you know, legal issues really. Would there be? Uh, absolutely. Well, wouldn't there be somebody that would want that kind of promotion? I mean, there's not that many people that listen to this, but
1: it's true. But usually what you want to do is it it needs to be a clip, not their whole performance. You would, you would pick a joke. You would pick three, you know, 30 seconds to a minute because the performer that spent all those years not getting paid, clawing themselves to the top would probably like to get paid on that and, and us using it for our podcast for free. It isn't nice. So no, I wouldn't. Would I care? Probably not. But would I like it, if someone asked me, I'd be like, no.
0: If you have some time, you got to watch the new Amy Schumer comedy special on Netflix. Okay. Amy does about maybe seven to 10 minutes on the way in Mm -hmm. and it's very dirty, but it's funny. She's funny. I like her. Uh, And then there was another guy, Ron Funches, and he was good. Uh, But then when you get to comic number three, it is a trans comic named Christina Pazitsky. And I'm telling you, she was probably one of the funniest stand-ups I've seen in a long time. This is one of her jokes. She goes, you know, my mom recently passed away. And it was very, very sad. And I wanted to honor her in a special way. So I went to spread her remains in our hometown in the mountains of New York. And when I got there, it was a very emotional moment for me. And as I began to spread her remains, somebody yells, no, you can't do that. Stop it. You can't do that. Well, why can't I do that? You have to cremate her first. (laughs) <laughs> and then yeah. she talked about her dad she's like yeah yeah my dad he always uh you know would get mad at me for all different kinds of stuff i remember one time i was five and i said dad what would you call a little boy that really wants to be a little girl and his dad said i don't know but they're not getting ice cream <laughs> oh
1: that's so mean dad but but probably right exactly
0: she said don't worry about it there's a happy ending my dad died right <laughs>
1: there we go that and now she, yeah, that's the best punchline so far
0: and she said you know something and then the thing that was weird about it was he died right before christmas mm-hmm. which was horrible because i didn't know what to ask for because i'd already gotten my wish granted uh <laughs> <laughs> i mean she was really good you gotta check I her out that. christina pazitsky
1: christina pazitsky cool yep I've been watching all kinds of fun stuff. Sex cults. Um, There's one called orgasm Inc., which I think Netflix and it's a couple episodes. It's a short watch. It's longer than a regular documentary film, but not a lot, you know, and they all start out as just, you know, health and wellness. Do to do to do nothing to see here. And then bam, sex cult, a lot of sex cult stuff. I'm watching the vow on HBO which is about Nexium, which was a high end sex cult.
0: I used to take that for like my liver. I think I, there's, there was a drug called Nexium. No, I know what it was for acid reflux,
1: acid reflux. That's not what these guys are selling. So like there was like the cult, which was kind of like health and wellness and seemed like normal. And you had to spend a lot of money to get into it. Like they had a lot of very influential people, In this organization. And then there were subsets within the organization. One of them was DOS, D O S, which stood for, and I believe it was Latin or Greek or something. And this was the secret one of just women. These women basically had to promise faithfulness to the leader. And they made the women get branded with his initials right above their. They're pubis. It's interesting. So a lot of sex cult stuff.
0: My wife and I have been watching from scratch. Like I start from scratch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's on Netflix and it is the story. Uh, we discussed this a little bit last week. Yeah. of A young lady who doesn't want to be a lawyer like her father. She wants to actually uh, be an artist. And the thing gets really completely crazy sad at the end. Mm. And my wife and I cried for two episodes all the way through. Aww. I mean, I mean like big, big tears and it's a love story that, you know, it's part of life, but there's, you know, some bad stuff going on. And the thing about it is it was dumb. I recommend this show to a buddy of mine and I say, Hey, uh, are you guys looking for something to watch? Try this. We're only a few episodes in. And I think you might like it. It's kind of a rom-com almost. It's really kind of fun to watch. You know, two people falling in love. That's cool. So anyway, they start to watch it. Well, about the sixth episode in, it is not good because cancer is involved. And my friend has cancer.
1: Oh, and And you recommended it. And you didn't know that was coming up in the storyline. Oh,
0: yep. I text him right away. I said, here's, uh, here's what I got to say about from scratch. I didn't know where the story was headed, and uh, it's got cancer, and it is very heavy. And he's like, we're going to finish it. And we're having a video chat with him as soon as this podcast is over. I need this laptop to do so.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So watch that. I'm really excited about Yellowstone coming back.
1: Yeah. What day does that come out? I know it's soon. 13th. 13th. Oh, that's it. That is soon. What, what's what channels it going to be on? Because if you're watching the old episodes, it's hosted on two different channels. Is it Paramount?
0: It's Paramount. It's where you got to go. Okay. A few nights ago, I watched the CMA awards. Mm -hmm. It was really, really fun to watch. Saw Carrie Underwood Saw you know, Kelly Clarkson, there were all these people that had crossed over really from, you know, not just country. they kind of went country pop and back to country or whatever. You know, Taylor Swift was not there, but they had a lot of really great performances. And during that I was scrolling through my phone because I'm really ADD and uh, I'm sitting there and a story comes up about Toby Keith. Toby Keith, I've really loved. I've seen him in concert several times. Well, he was diagnosed with stomach cancer maybe six months ago. Oh, God. Yep. And he was supposed to be the headliner at WeFest and had to back out, of course, because yeah. of his health. Well, he's finally come out of hiding, really, after radiation, chemo, and surgery. And I saw a picture of him. And, man, it, you can tell that he's he's fighting the fight, man. And I really hope good things for him. I've always been a fan of his. He's write some good stuff, you know. Red solo cup. I mean, come on, <laughs> that's some good stuff.
1: It is. That man can write a catchy tune. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Red solo cup. I drink you up. Let's it's- have a party. I mean, it's so simple. And, Man. you know, I'm, there's people that are just real wordsmiths that are just like, oh, my God, there's no way for me to capture the real feelings of what it's like to celebrate good times with my friends. And here come here he comes and he does it and he gets yep. it with the simplest of lyrics. But, yeah, I've always thought he was a good dude.
0: Yeah, he's written some patriotic songs and I know he went to afghanistan like a 100 times
1: yeah i mean he did say some i mean there was some i think there was some like 9 11 was an inside job type stuff and there was there was i think he had some conspiracy theory stuff in there for a little while but
0: you know what's really weird is i have a family member who did two years in afghanistan and while he was there he did get to see toby keith live mm. and they were right in a small you know area with you know a couple hundred soldiers and there oh. they were boom
1: That's cool. I will tell you a movie not to watch that just reminded me what you said. Here's something not to watch unless you really do want to cry your eyes out because you will grown men, especially if you want to see if your man can shed tears, watch the HBO documentary war dogs, war dogs. It is the story of um, these different men in special forces that were in canine units And these were the dogs they trained, like bomb-sniffing dogs, all that kind of stuff. And for whatever reason, the dogs and the men, the soldiers, get separated. And these, these men still think about these dogs and are trying to go back. And there's this one particular guy. He's got a lot of PTSD. He was shot. And when he was shot, he was out with his dog. And he was so worried his dog was killed and he got shot and he was more worried about the dog so the dog was fine and so when he's in afghanistan they're like hey you know you can say goodbye to the dog and then he had to go home and they had the dog stay there because the dog was trained and these people these guys work with these dogs 12 14 hours a day side by side just just those two right Well, not to blow it, because there's a bunch of different stories about a bunch of different dogs. But this particular guy, he finds it. He finally finds finds his dog and the people that adopted the dog won't give him back, you know, for guys with PTSD and women with PTSD. it's so the wife is like he is a really easy go lucky guy. But at night, that's when all of his stuff comes up and he wakes up in the middle of the night all the time yelling for Kai, yelling for the dog.
0: That's crazy.
1: They're like, you can have some pictures of it. And he's like, I've got pictures yeah. of the dog. I just want to see it. And then they wouldn't let him see it. And then the dog died. So he never got to see the dog again. He never got to see Kai again. And he had saved like <laughs> the collar, the dog wore the vest, the dog wore their training sleeves, the whole bit. He's like I'm, I'm bawling. balling.
0: I can't even visualize what it would be like without my dog. My dog is so awesome. Her name is Ritz. She's a service dog. And she is the most awesome dog ever. She was well-trained. She's now retired. She gets to jump on the couch now. Oh, my God. After she retired, she'd never, ever been on our couch Mm -hmm. or anything. But now she will kind of look at you and look at the couch, and she'll look at you and she'll look at the couch. She doesn't ever move over or do anything, but she's telling you, I want to be an up dog right i want to be an up
1: dog i want to be an up dog i love that
0: (laughs) so then we uh we have a a blanket that we put on the couch because black lab shed like crazy and then we say okay you can be an up dog and boom she's up there and she is just so happy oh yeah god and and you know we have a friend that always brings treats in his pocket Mm -hmm. and when he comes over he has a dog so he'll get some treats and he keeps them in the pocket. These pieces of kibble that he brings are less than the size of half a dime. They're tiny. But this dog knows when that white pickup is in the driveway, he's going to get some treats, right? Oh, my God. Ooh, I ate somewhere really good I'd like to promote. And I'm not going to, uh, you know, get paid for this. And this is not payola or plugola or nothing went to, uh, the Texas roadhouse grill. And, uh, this buddy of mine said, if we go before five, they have like a happy hour with, you know, different apps and, you know, some menu items that you can try. And I'm like, cool. So we go. And for 11 99, I had a massive chicken fried steak, buttered corn, I had uh, a loaded sweet potato mm. with, you know, brown sugar and marshmallows. And,
1: you know, it's funny because one thing I didn't tell you yet, and I'm interrupting your lovely story. I joined Noom, the weight loss thing. Oh, you did? Yeah.
0: Well, have to you know,
1: I want to pop your meal into my Noom and see how see how bad that was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how big yeah. was that
1: chicken fried steak, dude?
0: About the size of a car tire.
1: All right. I'll I'll see if they've got that. I think that it's usually in ounces. Basically, after since ever since I got divorced, I've had terrible eating habits living alone. I've always cooked for other people and then cooking for myself, I don't know. I just I was eating like a lot of frozen stuff and like a lot of processed stuff and really haven't been taking care of myself the way I should. And so Noom is a app for losing weight. But it's really trying to help you change your relationship with your food. So basically, based on your you, you figure out you answer a bunch of questions. And there's some psychology to it. Uh, essentially, they break foods down into categories like green, yellow and orange. And they say you can have all of these. You're, you're supposed to have some from all of these every day, but only a certain amount of calories. And so you log all your meals, you log your weigh-ins and, and stuff like that. So it's kind of like Weight Watchers, except you log in and weigh in um, every day and you do everything on your phone. There's no in-person stuff. It's just all here. But, I mean, it's really pretty interesting. Would you say it was nine ounces or how how big do you think?
0: Oh, yeah. Let's go with nine.
1: Nine ounces. And then what was it, a, a baked sweet potato?
0: A baked sweet potato, yep.
1: Okay. Big sweet potato, okay, and one, okay. And then we got marshmallows, all right. What was the other thing?
0: Brown sugar.
1: All right, marshmallows. After you get (laughs)
0: brown sugar done, then you got to put some gravy on that chicken fried steak.
1: Okay, and then how much gravy do you think approximately? What kind of was it, turkey gravy or chicken gravy?
0: Cream gravy, yeah.
1: Yeah, chicken gravy.
0: It was good.
1: Chicken gravy, okay. What do you think? Quarter cup, half cup? Half cup. Half cup. All right. So conservatively, and there was nothing. So I've got a chicken fried steak, baked sweet potato. Oh, how much butter was on that sweet sweet baked potato? Uh, no butter. No butter. Okay. Well, that, that helps.
0: there was butter on the corn.
1: Oh, I forgot about the corn. Okay. So there was corn with butter. Oops. Go back. How much butter do you think?
0: Not that much. It was light.
1: Okay. Light butter. All right. So I'll just say a pat. All right. Actually, it's not too bad. It's, it's it's actually better than I thought, but it, comfortably 710 calories. So there's a fair amount of regular sugars. You can get it and you can have all the things you want. You can have cheese curds. You can have that. They just tell you how many calories you can have per day. Noom, N-O-O-M. And then it like tracks your progress and it gives you little like tips and articles and there's chat features. If you want to talk to a coach and I started, it's been a week now and I'm down eight pounds, but I know that that's the, it's the first week is usually when I do well and then it plateaus off. So it's sticking with things. That's always been my challenge. So I like this.
0: You know, I wanted to talk to you about the election. Oh yeah. Because you worked uh, at the polls.
1: Well, of course, everybody was a little nervous leading up to it because we were, you know, concerned that there were going to be maybe people upset or protests or
0: whatever. Did you have an alarm button? No. A panic alarm because a lot of precincts did.
1: If they did, I might not know either. If there was one, I wasn't the head judge, so I wouldn't necessarily know. I was just one of the workers. Nobody was a problem. Everybody was super cool. People were patient. We registered, I think... 25 or 26 brand new voters people that had never voted before which was great that's a cool experience when you've got somebody there was i remember the first poll i worked um for the presidential election in 2020 i worked at a different precinct in saint paul and there was a man who came in and he was 65 or 66 And he decided that that was the year that he was going to vote in his first presidential election. He had never voted in one. There was no reason why he couldn't. He just never had.
0: You know, my son and I had a conversation on election day and I asked him, are you going to vote? And he said, you know something? I don't think I'm going to. And I go, tell me about that. Mm -hmm. And he goes, you know, I voted uh, during the last election and there were some people that I kind of liked. This time, there's nobody I like. I don't feel good about voting. I'm voting for somebody I don't like. And then later a friend of mine came over and I asked him, did you vote? And he said, you know something I didn't vote. And here's the reason why I don't like any of them. Yeah. And there's a lot of that going on, but the yeah. numbers on midterms are still huge. Weren't they?
1: Well, midterms usually don't draw as many, as much interest as this particular one does. The, the midterms have actually become a factor. Politically in the last, you know, decade more so than they were before, I think. But yeah, the voter turnout was up all over for for what the midterms are. Usually, obviously, you get a higher turnout for the president. Um, But to those people, this is a little fact that I didn't realize until I started working at these poll locations. If you only like one person on the whole ballot, like let's say you just like, I just want to vote for governor. You can do that.
0: Well, and a lot of times with the smaller races, you may not know. And a lot of people I know vote because of the advertising. They see the advertising, they form an opinion, and the marketing of the candidates either works or doesn't work. Now that Governor Walls got voted in, guess what's coming? Legalization of marijuana. It's already happening. He went to Jesse Ventura and thanked Jesse, and because Jesse tried to get this on the ballot after he wrote the book called Marijuana Manifest, I think. And he's been working on getting that stuff passed in Minnesota forever. Uh Well, now there's nobody to stop it. And I'm very happy about that. And here's the reason why. Uh, The medical part, I totally believe that it has medical benefits and I can sit down with any doctor that will agree with me. There are people who will abuse it there are people who eat too much, that drive too fast, that choose to do this or that. I get all that. I just opened a bag of gummies a little while ago, and they have them in a child-proof case, mm-hmm. a packaging. Adults can't get in those things. It took <laughs> me like,
1: You can't open it yourself. You got to get the kid to help you open it.
0: <laughs> so you got to smoke a joint to try to wait until you see if you can get your edibles open. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I'm very excited about that. The prices are going to come down. That'll be good. I wasn't here when Jesse was the governor. Were you?
1: I was. Oh yeah. I voted oh. for him twice. He only, he only won once, but I voted for him twice.
0: Why didn't he win the second time? He was just uh, too much for some people.
1: Uh, yeah. He was very unfiltered. Well, you, you know, that Donald Trump was very inspired by him. That okay. That is partly why Donald Trump got the idea to run as an independent, because here was Jesse Ventura, no real, government experience, but a lifelong Minnesotan and, you know, a former, he was special forces. I can't remember if it was Marines or what, what, um, branch he served in, And was when he came back from the Vietnam War, he was he was one of the people that got very active in the anti-war movement and very critical of, you know, the military industrial complex and things like that. So really an outlier was always kind of an outlier and, you know, not necessarily above a conspiracy theory himself either. Back in what was that? Two thousand something.
0: I remember when we were working on the air, we had him on the air with us several times. He was a great guest. Oh, great interview, man. All you have to do is say, welcome, Jesse. Mm -hmm. That's it. You could leave the room. Off he goes. Oh, yeah. And he's got opinions, man. And they're bold. Back to your voting thing. You know, I forgot to remind you to try my game of watching people who pull up in a car in the parking lot to see if the type of car they drive determines whether they're republican or democrat oh because, yeah no
1: i didn't have a i didn't have a vantage position of the parking lot like that
0: well you probably were busier than i was and
1: I, I was busy yeah
0: because i was on a very slow polling place and you know you'd see somebody come in in a honda or a toyota and you're thinking democrat they come in in a ford or a chevy republican
1: well you can think that all you want but you don't see their ballots so you don't know
0: well we did yeah Where well, they had to come in and get you know prove who they were so they had to either be a, a registered republican or a registered democrat but they had to be registered
1: well they had to be registered right
0: so we could always so what are the
1: independents drive what do they drive
0: they walk <laughs> they walk <laughs> <laughs>
1: they, they, <laughs> they walk they're like i don't need no damn car i'm gonna walk i'm independent
0: <laughs> Tell me. oh my god so would you give uh people a thumbs up or thumbs down on working at the poll
1: oh i love it well and here's the thing and it's kind of why i wanted to talk about it and i appreciate that you brought it up is to kind of demystify things if you've ever been waiting there to go vote and in the polls right and i know that a lot of people absentee these days which is great but if you're old-fashioned and you like to go there and know your vote is taken care of Some people really don't necessarily realize how things come together at a polling station the day of an election. There are usually one or two people in the group that have worked with the other one before. But in my experience, primarily when you're showing up in the morning, there's eight or 10 strangers that are all coming together. They've got about an hour and a half to get ready to welcome people to come and vote the entire time, right? And there's, of course, a bunch of procedures you've got to follow. You have to have certain signage, certain things have to be disclosed and it has to be in certain areas. And, and, and there's all these different rules. Um, and you have like a poll watcher. We had a poll challenger come and a poll challenger. People might not know what that is. You've heard the term poll watchers. Well, there's the people in Arizona were sitting out of ballot drop boxes and watching people drop off ballots. That's different than what this is. You can actually come and observe an election and you can challenge if you know and have personal knowledge that one of the people coming to vote is not who they say they are or they're not or they're not eligible to vote because they're not disclosing a felony or something like that but you have to personally know that to raise the challenge every polling station has two judges of opposing camps it could be Uh, so it can't be two Republicans running a polling station or two Democrats or two independents. It has to be different people. And so whenever someone comes in and has trouble with their ballot, or let's say they want to vote only maybe English isn't their first language and they want to vote only for the democratic party. Right. Sometimes the ballots are hard to, you know, you see the, the, the person's name, but you don't, it's hard to determine who is Republican who's Democrat sometimes. And so they can ask for assistance, but it has to be, two head judges of opposing political parties. And so what I hope people understand is a, the reason why sometimes it looks like uh, no one knows what's going on is a little bit, because sometimes no one knows what's going on, <laughs> you know, it's and you're, uh, you're just learning and you're just getting set up and not everybody's familiar with everything. Um, and also too, that it is, it is highly watched everybody who, is part of the process we all have to sign off on the ballot count the ballots are secured there's a whole bunch of stuff it has to be in a sealed box there's transmitting the data there's a lot of protocol and and I I, I hope that the uh, person that we had in our voting precinct that observed walked away feeling more reassured that the process is fair
0: is it cornhole or bags? There was just a Guinness Book of World Records story about the Mm cornholing, right? And Mm -hmm. I've always hated the name.
1: I know a lot of people call it cornhole. I have always heard it called bags around here. I think that's maybe a Midwestern thing where we just call it bags.
0: They put corn in the bags, right? And then you throw it through the hole.
1: Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, this guy who was an ESPN announcer broke the Guinness book of world records for the longest cornhole throw. He tossed a corn-filled bag 76 feet. That's huge. But there there, you know, people are very serious. I don't know if you realize this about bags and cornhole. There are leagues and my boyfriend's cousin-in-law, he's married to the cousin, um, he's in a competitive bag league. And like it's serious. It's like bowling in that. And um, he did explain to me that it is true there is counterbalance. He must have a, a an ice cold beer in one hand to counterbalance the throwing.
0: Otherwise, it'll mess up the trajectory.
1: It will. Have you ever done that before? Though, have you ever tried to play? Well, you've you haven't drank in a long time. I have always played bags while drinking at a party. I'm gonna have to get one of my NA beers to just even it out.
0: So, how many days are you sober now?
1: I just hit 160 today. Yeah, I'm almost at six months. December 6th, it'll be six months that I won't have had any alcohol.
0: I'll never forget one time I was watching uh, Channel 5 here and they have a show called Minnesota Live and it's a morning show. Sure. And they're two hosts.
1: Yep, Chris and, Eggert uh, and uh, uh, Megan Newquist.
0: Yeah, and it's a it's a fun show. I like those two guys. They're really They're fun. adorable. Well, anyway, uh, on the news earlier that day, they had a webcam uh, on this Eagle's nest and there was this Eagle sitting in the nest mm-hmm. and they cut it, you know, they put the camera on, they turn it on. Well, while the Eagle is sitting there, another Eagle comes in from behind and mounts the Eagle live on channel five.
1: All right. It's
0: the best. <laughs> I'll
1: have to look that up.
0: Oh, I got it on eagle my Twitter. Sucks. Oh, it was absolutely phenomenal it That's brings us a- back
1: to the beginning of the podcast sex cults everything's a <laughs> sex cult dude
0: everything is you know before we get out of here tonight let's say happy veterans day uh, a salute to you men and women who put your lives on the line you know hopefully you've heard the song courtesy the red white and blue by toby keith who we talked about earlier god bless you thanks for keeping us safe
1: thank you very much for your service and we love you